This empty chair represents the addict who died today, not knowing recovery was possible. Hi everyone and welcome to tonight's episode of This Empty Chair. Um, the Empty Chair is dedicated to the addict that lost their life today. Um, so our hearts and prayers go out to those individuals, but the most important part of this show is to offer hope um, and, and to come here and just to be educated on addiction and recovery and, and prevention. And uh, so we're, if you're out there listening tonight, whether you're an old timer and you're struggling because of the isolation or you're a newcomer, and you're struggling, or um, even if you're high and you're listening to us, uh, tonight's all about hope. It's all about uh, hearing what God has done for us that we couldn't do for ourselves. So uh, just tune in for an amazing evening. I'm so blessed to have my co-host, Louis Diaz, here. Whoop, whoop! Thank you. Louis's back in the house, and uh, he's agreed to stop in maybe once a month if he can fit it in his schedule. Um, And and he brought an amazing speaker tonight, you know, a man in uh, long-term recovery, someone who's worked in the field and um, has done a lot for for Lawrence, Bethune, Havelin, and for many people that know you. And I know assistant pastor now for Haver, which is pretty cool. So I'm sure you have some great stuff to share with us. Um, I always like to start the evening with thanking our sponsors as you'll see throughout the show, our banners will list the sponsors of this um, program. And what's, it's a win-win because not only are they getting advertisement that goes on forever, but that money that these folks give us for the sponsors, um, for their advertisement, it goes into a pool, um, an account. So if there's a man or woman struggling, needing um, help getting into sober living, we're able to support them. So I just want to say thank you to Andover Cares, um, Alternative Home Healthcare, Celebrate Recovery in Plastown, New Hampshire, The Circle of Hope, which is Phil Leahy. Whoop, whoop. We love you, Phil. And Fran. Can't forget Fran. Um, Century 21, McLennan and Company, John Croto of Cornerstone Services, Enterprise Bank of Methuen, Essex Companies, LLC, great flooring company. I'll put a plug in for that one. <laughs> Haven of Hope in Methuen, the Lawrence Methuen Community Coalition, MethuenEvents.com, Michaud Insurance, Recovery Centers of America, and the office of Artie Broadhurst, and last but and least is the Top Sale Recovery in Andover, Mass. So uh, at the beginning of the show, I'd like to talk about things that are coming up. Um, we have Celebrate Recovery on Tuesday evenings. It is on Zoom. It is an amazing program. Um, it's out of the Rock Church in Plastow, and um, you, you can just go on Di- Diana Teal, T-E-E-L, her Facebook page for information, or you can send her a message, and she'll hook you guys up. Also, I just want to remind you, when we have some gorgeous uh, license plates that are available. They're looking for 750 applications to make this license plate. Um, it went out in our um, monthly newsletter, and it's for overdose awareness, and I've it has that. the purple ribbon. Yeah. So those plates are only $40, and um, the, you just transfer your number onto this plate. But there's a whole process about it, so I'm going to be pushing that again um, because I, yeah. if I was a I Massachusetts that, right? driver, I know I'd be supporting this mm. as well. Um, so we'll be talking more about that. I'll be posting on the page if you want more information. So. Other than that, I just want to welcome these two nice-looking men to my show, Ladies Don't Hate. This is kind of a fun <laughs> evening. And um, so first and foremost, how did you two meet before we get into his story? Yeah, uh, well, before I, I actually, uh, um, it, you know, talk about that, I, I'd like to say hi to Phil. 
Leahy, because the last time I was here, I, I wasn't able to. And I know that, you know, Phil, we, he started this, didn't he? Yes. And so I remember watching uh, when I lived in Lawrence, these episodes that he used to, you know, the empty chair and stuff. And I and I met him um, and spoke with him a couple of times at different events and stuff. And I was always moved by uh his story and his daughter and how yeah. they you know so involved and yeah. how invested he was in and helping her and stuff i was always touched by that so yeah. uh if he's listening tonight uh phil i just wanted to say hi because uh, i forgot who the last time <laughs> yeah he told me you didn't and he said that louis diaz didn't even say hi to me like he better not cross the street i own coffee coffee. Phil's a good guy he's an amazing human being yeah so um uh, frank and i met um Probably about 2003. Oh, oh, 2003. Yeah. Okay. And um, I had heard about him because Frank ran a, a Christian ministry in the city of Lawrence, Mount Sinai was Mount the name Sinai. of the, it was yeah. a faith-based house. Yeah. And and so I knew guys that went to that house and I, and I you know, I, you know, I used to hear about Frank all the time. I started visiting a church in Lawrence called the um, Assemblies of God. Uh, church. It's known as the Vine Street Church. Okay. So I started visiting this church, and that's where um, Frank and I just, um, you know, we became good friends. And I was running, or I had just started a program, an outreach called uh, One Foundation. And okay. the pastor of the church, the Reverend uh, uh, Perez, Cecilio Perez, actually gave me the opportunity to run this this faith-based program in the basement of the church. And so I started doing, you know, what I do today. I, you know, I'm out on the streets doing yep. outreach and so on and so forth. And um, and that's how. But I think before that, Frank, I had um, I, I had came from Puerto Rico. And I think I mentioned this the last time that I was here. I had been a fugitive. I was running um, from the law. <laughs> and I got uh, and, and I got picked up in Puerto Rico. And make a long story short, when I when I was actually here, I um, I got arrested on you know the the, the, the warrant that uh, you know they were lo looking for me and Frank actually with his ministry when they held me I was actually in Middleton for a couple of days they, they brought me to court and I remember the probation officer going down there saying hey you've been missing I had just gotten out of Shirley and I was on probation just for a little while and I went on the run the probation officer saying to me um, you know where you've been we he, we had heard that you had gotten picked up in Puerto Rico but uh, they didn't want to spend the money and extradite me and bring me back. And uh, she says, you look different. What happened? And I said, well, I, I've had a spiritual awakening and, and I'm connected, you know, with, with God and, and I'm a changed man. I need an opportunity. So I'm kind of begging this probation officer to give me a chance. Yeah. And she's like, well, Louie, you look totally different. And something happened, and I said, "Yeah, this, yeah, I, I uh, again, I, you know, I smelt the coffee. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I want to do this." <laughs> and she says, um, "We're going to go in front of the judge, and I'm going to tell the judge that uh, I would like to see if he, if he, you know, uh, um, will accept this this offer, like to inst uh, reinstate your probation and give you an opportunity." And she says, "But and if he does, what I want you to do is I want you to get your the courtroom's full of people for you." And Frank Campos was there with his half of the house with the program with a bunch of the guys. And then I had a bunch of supporters of some pastors, some friends. And the courtroom was pretty packed. Wow. You know, half of the courtroom was like to support me. Wow. 
And she was moved by that. The probation officer, wow, this, you know, so you do have, and, and since then, because I remember Frank being there, Pastor Cecilio and some other pastors that were there, and we just we just clicked, uh, you know, awesome. since, since that time. And Frank has been um, a person that I respect, look up to. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love this man. You know, I've always, I, I talk to people, and I, I can actually count with one hand how many really close friends I have that I love. Yeah. And Frank just, he's one of those, you know, he just, God's put him in my heart. Um, mm-hmm. Just a humble man. And, you know, his humble, I don't think I've ever seen Frank upset. <laughs> you know, I, I've never seen him. Let's ask his wife. He, what's her number? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen. And, and, I'm not giving it to you. And just the heart that he has for mm-hmm. for addicts. Amen. Yeah, for the struggling, you know, addict that's out there. Just you know, I remember visiting Frank one time. We're we're going somewhere, and uh, this is like way back, way back. And uh, I go up the stairs, and Frank had like two or three alcoholics or some drug drug addicts that were in his living room. Yeah. That he oh was, yeah, that he was gonna help. That he was taking somewhere, or, or he was helping him. One was like his cousin or something. And I was like so moved by that. I said, "Wow, that Frank, you know." And I just, you know, every time I ran into an addict that I helped, the first thing out of their mouth was, "Do you know Campos? Do you know Frank Campos?" <laughs> And so having that spirit, and I, that's the kind of stuff I do and I love. Yeah. So that's how we connected. And, yeah. um, you know, we've done some work together. Yeah, we're Amen. definitely kindred spirits. Yeah. So the yeah. show hasn't even started and you already got someone calling in. Put your oh, headsets on. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and who well, might we have here? Oh, Phil wants to talk to Louie. Oh, Louie, you're in trouble. <laughs> hey, Phil. <laughs> I... I yeah, he didn't answer my comments, so I figured I ought to call. We all can't read that yeah. far. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. i got to put my glasses on. It, it's great to hear you, Phil. It's good to hear you, too, Lou. I'm so, uh, you know, I'll tell you, Cole, you've got like a superstar panel here. You Woo-hoo! and Lou. Yeah. I'm jealous. Thank, I'm jealous. Thank you. Well, you you started this. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, I, I, you know, Lou, between you and Frank and Cole, uh, I don't even think we could count the number of people that you guys have helped. Yeah. I know I've worked with all of you. Of course, I'm stuck with the lady on the right anyway. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, I know Frank and I, we've done some pretty good work together yes, uh, uh, for Zach's team and everything like that. So you guys uh, you guys are awesome. You're all my heroes and heroettes. Amen. You're you're our hero too, Phil. Yes, you are. I, well, I, I used to they, I used to watch your show all the time, and I was always well, moved by by you know the stories you used to bring on there. You you you're just you're a decent man with a good heart, and I you know I love what you what you do, and your daughter's well, story you. too. Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty awesome. Uh, very lucky in that respect. But I wanted to give you guys a quick call just to say hi before you get into Frank's story. Yes. Um, I'm sitting on pins and needles waiting, Frank. Amen. Thank you. Amen. And Phil, while you're on the phone, why don't you give a quick plug to our listeners about Circle of Hope? Sure, absolutely. Uh, Thanks to Cole. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't do live meetings, but Cole has us uh, hooked up on Zoom. We still meet every Monday from 6.30 to 8. Got a great group of people, and we're just kind of waiting for the weather to warm up and we'll start meeting outside at the library again amen so uh on the banner you'll on the banner you'll see my phone number anybody listening or if you have family members or whatever or someone you know you know um we're open 24 7. amen and also with the circle of hope the first monday of the um 
month. I host a resource night, and that is when we have local people in the area come in and share about their um, programs and what they have to offer. This past month, we had um, the Sorets in, Bob and Andrea, and they did an amazing job talking about alternative health care, alternative home health care, which is um, nurses that go to the houses, and they also talked about um, they. Um, supplied housing to the homeless, oh, 125 homeless right wow. now in Methuen on Pelham Street. So wow. um, tune in on Monday, e the first Monday of every month, and I think this coming Monday, I mean this month, I forget who I have. It's either Zach Hughes or it's uh, Elevate Recovery out of Bill Ricca, but it's a great place to learn about different things, different resources. The more you know, the more you're, you get educated, the more you can educate yourself and others. So, okay. Phil, thanks for calling in. We love you and Fan thank Franny. You, Phil. Yes, Phil. Okay, thank guys, you. have a great show. Thanks, All right, Phil. thank you. you. And just a reminder, I know we have many listeners out there, and if you want to call in, the number is 978-659-0072. And tonight I do um, see that I have a special listener. I just want to give a shout-out to Sam. Uh, Sam, great to see you on my show tonight. Um, he's just someone that I've met a, about a month or two ago at my new job, and he's just a, he's a great human being, and he's an amazing musician. So I like to see that he's with us tonight. Nice. So Hi, Sam! And uh, and that being said, we got us kicked off with um, you got fire going on. You got all kinds of stuff, so nice. this is great. So, awesome. welcome to the show again. Thank and you. I know not only are you someone who's worked in the industry, but I also understand that you are in recovery. Yes, I am. So if you could just share a little bit about your experience in addiction and experience how you got out of addiction, and then what you do today, the listeners would love to hear it. Well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I am so blessed, honored, and humble uh, to have this opportunity. It's actually an answer to a silent prayer of mine because when I found out about uh, this um, uh, project and what you all do, I said, well, I told the Lord, you know, one day I will, wouldn't mind sitting in the chair and, Amen. and telling my story so you know I can bring hope to someone else. Amen. Um, at the tender age of around 12, I started uh, using alcohol and uh, actually started at home, uh, kind of sneaking it from the refrigerator. And uh, around 14, I was kind of given permission to have one or two at home. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously, just sneak out of the house and go have some outside of the house with some friends. And uh, then I got involved with some guys, uh, friends at the time, that were also involved with marijuana. Then I started smoking marijuana. Mm -hmm. And uh, I liked it. And uh, I did that for a run. And then at one point, marijuana just stopped being enough, and I found cocaine. Mm. And uh, I started just snorting cocaine like a crazy man around the age 16 on. Yeah. Uh, and went to the military, uh, hoping that the military structure would help me because around age 18, 19, when I was graduating, barely graduating from high school, mm -hmm. because uh, after sophomore year, my grades went down, everything just went uh, in, in chaos. And uh, I did a great job of hiding, you know, what was going on in my life, so mm -hmm. many people were not aware. Um, but my grades dropped from straight A's to D's and F's, and I think I, 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 think I graduated because I, I had enough, I had had enough credits until then nice. to, to make it, thank God for Other that. Other than me, they graduated <laughs> me because they wanted me out. <laughs> Get her well, out. By that time, I think they wanted me out, too. 
uh, and I was fortunate uh, for that. Uh, so as I was saying, um, 19, I go into the military, but a, a year before that, my mother suffered um, an aortic aneurysm. Um, she was like the second person at that time in the nation to have suffered from that. And uh, she went into a coma uh, for six days, and by the grace of God, you know, she, uh, she survived it. Uh, doctors gave her three years to live. Uh, she actually lived ten. Amen. But um, but I didn't I didn't take advantage of any of that because my uh, addiction was just spiraling uh, out of control. Uh, yeah. Insanity was uh, at its highest point in my life, and uh, with all the th things that I had gone through and going through at, at the time, you know, coming from Puerto Rico, not knowing the language, uh, trying to fit in, and a bunch of other things, you know, I was really uh, dealing with uh, insecurities and doubts and uh, uh, other things uh, that I had no idea that I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. And uh, my parents didn't know either. And I we didn't talk about those things, we just didn't. So, uh, I start, I was self-medicating unknowingly, and, and and my addiction was just progressing and, and running out of control. So uh, my good friend at, at the time and high school friend, uh, who I love him uh, to this day, uh, Randy Jesus, you know, he talked to me about he was going to the military, so I joined with him. Nice. You know? and, and again, we both uh, felt the need to join to kind of straighten out our lives. but. Uh, when I went in, uh, alcohol in the military uh, at the time was not uh, well, um, what's what I'm looking for here? Uh, it, it, it was not watched well. You know, okay. after, after work hours, uh, we would just go out and get drunk, and, and I, got, I got hooked with alcohol again, uh, even to a greater extent. Uh, one day, I found myself walking to the motor pool and shaking and and all that, and, and I was able to also, uh, in there, find drugs, and it was just really crazy. So I get discharged uh, three years later, and I come back home and hoping to get things rolling again, but I, I just went down the spiral again. I didn't know about AANA programs, spirituality. Mm. I, I didn't know about none of that, so I did what I knew best, was to drink and use drugs. Mm -hmm. And I did that, uh, for many years, and in 1986, um, as I was telling you earlier, uh, I was working at this warehouse in Lawrence, and my coworker, a young young man, uh, invited me to his house to do uh, to smoke cocaine. I had never done that, and uh, it was, as I said, love of his blast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 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 that's when my life really got wrecked. Uh, I lost my first wife, with uh, my only child. I uh, I, I lost. I had lost all kind of jobs that I would find. Uh, I lost my self-respect. Well, I kind of had lost that a long time ago, but it just yeah. got worse. Yeah, I, mm. I even became homeless in the streets uh, for many years, and uh, caused a lot of pain and suffering to my family and those people who knew me and loved me. Mm. And I actually uh, lost my mother uh, in the midst of it. Uh, I'll give you the short version. Uh, I was in jail, and um, her aortic aneurysm had busted again, and uh, she passed away on a Friday night. On a Saturday morning, I have my first kind of real encounter with God. Hmm. 
And uh, that Saturday morning, I woke up in the cell, and um, I was I was the, I was on a mattress on the floor because the uh, the cell was uh, the jailhouse was full, yeah. uh, over capacity. And uh, when I opened my eyes, I see this uh, track, you know, these booklets, uh, spiritual booklets, religious mm -hmm. booklets. And I read the booklet, and uh, after I got done reading it, I, I just, uh, I had a revelation. That's what I know today. And I just sat up and said, Mom's dead. Hmm. And uh, everybody's been looking for me, trying to find me, but no one knew where I was. Yeah. And I called home uh, that morning when uh, they let us out for breakfast, and sure enough, it was confirmed, Mom had passed. So today, um, one of my reasons uh, for giving is that I want to make sure that other mothers get yeah. to experience what my mother wasn't able to experience. Yeah. My mother yeah. never saw me recover. Yeah. So I, I want to make sure that any young man uh, in, a, in a parent's life uh, may get that opportunity. And, and, and my rewards is to see that mother smile and be happy and be at peace because the man or woman in their life has, has recovered. And, and, and I may have had something to do with that. But uh, addiction just took a toll on my life uh, until 1994 where I had another experience with God and I'm in this place where uh, they thought I had stolen uh, some drugs and uh, they were looking to put a a kind of whip ass. Can I say that on? Oh yeah. <laughs> I have to wait. I said it right <laughs> on me. And, I haven't uh, heard that for kind of whip ass. Yeah, oh my I gosh. Just, yeah. I just I just expressed my age there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just told on myself. And uh, but I didn't care. It didn't matter to me. You know, I didn't care about nothing uh, by then. Uh, and but it didn't happen. What happened was uh, I heard this voice say to me, run for your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there waiting to get the next blast of uh, crack cocaine, you know, to get high with, uh, which I'm not getting because they stop uh, giving mm. because here they think I, I've done stolen their merchandise and mm. and I hear this voice say run for your life and the first time I heard it it was like yeah right you know uh, I, I'm used yeah. to hearing voices that are not there yeah. seeing things that are not real uh, so I just didn't even pay no mind to it you know mm. but wow like three minutes later or so the voice came back again run for your life and the second time it came back, it, it, I was curious. I heard the same thing twice. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, I would hear many things, but not yep. the same thing twice. And, uh, but again, I pay no mind to it because I'm, I'm waiting for the, uh, actually the, the people put uh, uh, a piece of that uh, garbage on the table, kind of, you know, kind of, and it had me paralyzed there. It had me in a trance, yep. you know. And, uh the voice came a third time, and the third time that it came, it came, I, I heard the authority and the sternness, mm -hmm. but I also felt the love. Mm. Wow. It was, it's, it, 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 that's the best way I can explain. Yeah, okay? no, I get it. And, you know, I, I, I was raised uh, up Catholic, and then I was exposed to Christianity or born-again uh, Christianity uh, in, in jails when I've fallen in, in, into jail. And uh, 
So I, I knew about God, but the, the God that I knew at the time was, you know, that God you have to be careful of. Yeah, that punishing you. God. Yeah, yeah. Be careful. Yeah. He's going to get you. Yeah. You know, and uh, but that day I just heard the love on his voice. Yeah. And I actually said to myself, this must be God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and talking to me. So, you know, I, I, I thank God that. That that day, I obeyed the voice Amen. and I ran for my life. I, Amen. Yeah, I actually kind of, you know, I was no Rambo or anything like that, but <laughs> I, I wrestled the two guys that were there, you know, to get free and, and out of the that room yeah. and out of that house. And I ended up at my younger brother's home who lived about 10, 12 blocks away from where I was living at the time. And I, uh, I was able to get through his six-foot fence and three Rottweilers who we had there for people like me. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I found out that day that uh, he had told the neighborhood that if they saw me around his uh, his uh, house, uh, around his property, they were to call the cops right away. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, but I got past the six-foot fence and the three Rottweilers. Amen. Don't ask me how. We know how. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up in the back of his house where he had, uh, had some garages there. He had a garage, a long garage. And, and there I went. And uh, when I go in there, I, I, all of a sudden, you know, today I understand what was going, what went, what went on. But that day, I'm there, and, and I start just to think about uh, my life and the shambles and the chaos and the destruction and, and the suffering and pain yeah. that I've caused others. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's and, the and, hardest part about getting sober and staying sober at the very beginning for myself, and I'm sure many yeah. others is when. You're sober and you start realizing what you did. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's what made it hard for me not to start drinking again because I couldn't look at OMG. Mm. I can't believe I did that. And that guilt, it's the devil. Mm -hmm. Okay, pour me, pour me, you know, pour me another drink. Yeah. You know, yeah. because to escape that so that's that's why when people newly sober i'm like you have to get your network because that's going to talk that's to the, you yeah that's it definitely you. that's it definitely the, one of the most important things so uh i'm i'm there you know uh, just these thoughts are racing through my head of, of all the chaos and, and the d destruction and the pain and the suffering and all that and 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 i i start you know remembering god and, I, and then i start crying out to God. I say, you know, give me one more chance at life. Just give me one more chance at life. And by then I'm in tears. Uh, uh, you know, I'm in tears because, you know, I, I, I see the where my life is going, where my life has been, and uh, the little hope that there is there. And, and I'm in tears. And by now I'm on my knees just saying, I just kept repeating, just give me one more chance at life, God. Just give me one more chance at life. And I had, call it an epiphany, call it a vision, call it what you want. I know what I... I experienced, I know what I saw, mm -hmm. you know, I'm there, you know, crying my heart out, you know, um, I guess today we call it in repentance mm -hmm. of, of my past uh, lifestyle. And all of a sudden I see this vision of Jesus. Amen. And I know it was Jesus because the vision was shown to me with the nails, the holes of the nails and stuff like that. Wow. And, and it's with his arms stretched out wide. Wow. And I didn't understand it then that it was a revelation of God, but today I do, and but I was able to understand that he was giving me that opportunity, mm -hmm. uh, that he was forgiving me, Amen. you know, none of that went through that, the, the only thing I knew is, he, 
I'm getting that chance. And then I really started to weep and cry because now, now I'm, but I'm weeping, weeping and crying tears of joy. Amen. Because I, I, this God, you know, that I have been exposed to in different ways is giving me that opportunity. Mm. Uh, so after a while of uh, shedding tears and other things, uh, I finally uh, was able to get a hold of myself and my brother had a couple of... Uh, cars in, in the garage and I found the one that was open and I just crashed. Hmm. I went to sleep. I had been up for about five days straight. Um, so I, I was definitely tired and, and I had had no, I had not had any drugs for probably uh, 12 hours now. So, yep. you know, I'm crashing. You know? Mm -hmm. um, I truly believe that while I slept, God delivered me Amen. from everything that, that had me, Amen. you know, legions. Yeah. And, and other stuff. Yeah. And uh, the next morning... He, he talks to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I remember that that day, one of his neighbors came to and knocked on the door, you know, because he saw me coming to, to my, uh, my brother's yard. And that's when he told me about my brother had said to, you know, call the cops on him if he's around here. And I told him, good, call him. You know? <laughs> so... I, I waited. For, he, he he left, and I waited for the to hear the sirens. You know, the, you know, the, the police sirens. Yep. And so I always call them sirens. Don't ask me why. My wife's <laughs> always correcting me on that. And uh, but they never came. And you know, I had the experience that I had. And uh, I went to sleep. I'm sure my brother probably came to uh, see what was going on with me uh, at his uh, house. Uh, but I slept through to the next morning. And the next morning. You know, he came, uh, woke me up and confronted me because he has no idea the experience that I've had. Okay. And uh, so uh, when he confronts me and asks me, you know, what are you doing here? And I tell him for the first time in 20 years, because I've, now I've been in addictions for 20 years, yeah. you know. And this was August uh, 30th of 1994. August 29th, God rescued me. Amen. August 30th, then he opened the door. And uh, he used my brother and my sisters to help me through. So I tell my brother, listen, I need help. Yeah. Um, my sisters were already in Christ. So I said, call my sisters. Have them find me somewhere to go. Have them find me a program. By now, I, I've, I've heard some things about program. And one thing I told them was, make sure it's a God program. Amen. I, I didn't know about Christ like I know today and yeah. things like that. But it had to be a God thing. You know, whatever it was. It has to be a God thing. And that's um, when they found uh, the uh, Mount Sinai's Mission Home for Men, a, a Spanish faith-based yep. uh, program. Uh, I think it had opened up about six months prior to my uh, encounter. And I was brought there. And there my journey began, my journey of recovery and, and, and my life with Christ, my relationship with Christ, uh, where I started to learn about connections and relationships and uh you know, uh, making sure that I'm connected with with the right people. Mm. And uh, about seven months into the program, uh, I'm having this conversation with God, and uh, I had not mourned my mother's loss. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I had not mourned it, and I asked the Lord, you know, <coughs> I, I need to mourn my mother's loss. Yeah. You know, and he gave me the opportunity. A few days later, uh, I won't go into all the details because I don't want to take up too much time, but... Um, Time's all yours. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, enjoy. Uh, this well, is one of the, one of uh, my uh, my peers uh, was having a visit. Uh, mind you, his visit was coming from Connecticut. Uh, 
I lived in Lawrence. You know, I was raised in Lawrence. I had no business. No one would come see me. <laughs> uh, but his his uh, his uh, mother and son and brother and some people were coming to visit with him. So uh, he wasn't supposed to, but he he said, you, "Let's share my visit." Awesome. And uh, I remember that day like if it was today. As soon as she walked in, she didn't look not like my mother, but I don't know, just something happened, and I just started crying like a baby. Mm-hmm. I, I had to leave. I couldn't even enjoy the visit. Yeah. I had to leave. But it was God dealing with me and helping yes. me mourn my mother's loss. Mm-hmm. And uh, about a couple of months after that is when I realized and understood that this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I need to do what's been done for me. I need to help others how I've been helped. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said, you know, I didn't honor my mother in life, no. but I'm going to honor her in death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I told God... And and I and I let the devil know that uh, from here on I'm gonna do my best and my and my most to help any young men out there Amen. get a hold of recovery. Yes. Because I want them to I want their parents, especially specifically their moms. Yeah. I was really close to my mom until addictions to uh, to experience the joy and the peace that comes. When recovery comes to a soul, yeah. Amen. You know? And and I thank God that I've been given the opportunity. Um, I I humbly say that we've helped over two hundred men. And when I say we, is because later on, a couple of years later, I married who uh, my wife, my uh, Annie, and uh, who's been great, uh, a great support and a Amen. great uh, partner in, in not in crime because we don't do crime, <laughs> uh, but a great partner in life. Yep. And uh, and and we've been able to uh, touch many lives. And uh, at, at the la- at the last count, we had counted uh, like over two hundred men, you know, uh, of all different ages that have found recovery Amen. and are staying clean and sober. You know, awesome. because and, of the pebble these, that we threw in And there. these are men that he not only has taken to a detox or has helped in his house, these are men like that he has, like, discipled. Amen. That have become... And that's where the change yeah, happens. which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's... I love doing that. I love working in that in that fashion because I remember how I was discipled. Yep. Uh, even at the program, I remember men like... Uh, Ocasio mm-hmm. uh, in Almonte, yeah. you know, they would come and see me and sit with me and, and, and feed me information, you yeah. know, and, uh, and I would examine the information and check what's good for me. And I said, I- I'll take this and I'll take this. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- no, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah. And I tell others that I work with, I says, listen, yeah. find what works for you. Or I'll help you find what works for you and yeah. run with that, yeah. you know. Because we're all different, and and, yep. and and it works differently for all of us. But find what works, and just stick to that. Amen. You know, and and I have found that, um, you know, stay, sticking with the basics is the best. Yeah. You know, the things that I learned early on are the things that I continue to uh, practice and and walk in and. Uh, yes. And today, uh, I thank God, I am on my 26th year Amen. of recovery, <laughs> and, uh, and counting, and, yep. and uh, um, don't have any desires of looking back, uh, going in that direction. Because you're new in Christ. Because I am new in Christ, yes. most definitely. And, and that I, old life is gone. Like oh. I remember when him and Daryl were on, I'm like, 
listening to their stories, I'm like, does that even feel like that was you? Yeah. Like, doesn't it just feel like somebody ripped else. out of that you? That was somebody else. Done, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that was an insane person. It know? was, but I also understand, like, that that had to be our walks to get us to be where we're at today. Totally. Because we wouldn't be able to help people if we didn't have that experience. I, I, and I totally agree because um, I've been asked the question, and no, I would not want God to have done anything different yeah. i'm thankful that he let me run amok yeah. and experience the the bad things that i experienced yeah. because today i'm able to better identify i'm and i'm able to better support and and i am able to have more empathy uh and and more love for someone yeah. who's there or who has been there gotten out falling back yeah you know and uh yeah. It's just amazing. It it's is amazing what God does. He yeah. knows every hair on our head. You not so much, but like he, he does, right? He counts and, these. Yeah, <laughs> and he knew from childbirth what yeah. he was gonna do, I and totally where we were gonna go, too. and yeah. you know, for myself, my own trauma. If I didn't have that trauma that I had at sixteen of losing my boyfriend, I wouldn't have spiraled from sixteen to twenty, and I wouldn't be who I am today. And because of that experience, and also because of getting sober so young, yes, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for the adolescent. Me too. Like, this is what happened to me, and this is not where you want to go, but also give them the opportunity to educate them. Like, do you know, like, your, your bio? Like, do you know, like, does addiction run in your family? Because I know for kids, one, you can't preach at them. You need to yeah. meet yeah, them yeah. where they're at. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And just be authentic. And, um, and, and they the, can tell. If you're being oh, they can absolutely yeah. tell. And then just having them, these things are against you in life. And I'm just going to show you a little bit about each area, like your environment, your, your biology, and the choices you make. And are you willing to roll that dice and lose everything you like to possibly be an addict? And possibly not. It may not happen. but mm -hmm. And it really, like, stimulates the brain and gets them thinking, like, do I want to go down that path? So... Yeah, kids are pretty cool because I've worked with addiction on the other end so far that I keep saying, like, we need to focus on the before they get here. Yeah. Like, how can we get this to stop before it gets here? Because I, I, yeah. it's crazy. I've been saying that for years in the field. Um, I've always said, like, prevention and education, that's yeah. just so important. Education and, is and, so important. And yeah. yet you kind of, like, you don't see that too yeah. much. I know when I went to school. I don't think I ever heard anyone come in to talk about drugs. They might we have been a dare, person, yeah. a program for a little while. I never saw it. Yeah. yeah. Not in my days. And so when I got clean, I remember um, I started like working in the community and so on and so forth. And I just met people that would, uh, yeah, I got to get you to my school. Like, I, you know, I'm going to set you up with this principal so you can come in and share your story. And, yeah. and I remember doing that like years ago. And then I remember that, that like, stopping like i remember uh, uh uh one principal calling me to tell me that he couldn't bring me back in because a parent had complained <laughs> because the son had gone home and had said some stuff that i had said in the in my talk yeah and so that kind of stopped so he yeah. said yeah we got to get these permission from from the parents you got to mm -hmm. be careful what you say and i don't i remember going in there and i never would go in there and glorify like yeah. the way i live one one of the things yeah. i always said in my story was i'm very lucky that i made it because yes i i could have died i almost died yeah and you know you i'm have. and i'm not a role model you know i i, I wouldn't went I, and I get that all the time at the jail or, you know, Louie, I want to be like you. And I said, well, that's great that you want to do what I'm doing. But 
I, I went through hell to get here, man. Right. And by the grace of God, you know, yeah. I made it. But there's many that, that, that didn't make it. And yeah. um, because some think that maybe I can go out and continue to use yeah. and be a bad boy. You yeah. know, Louie did it. You know, I, yeah. can, I can do it, too. Well, you know, the grace of God, I'm, I'm you know, I made yeah. it out. But some die in the process. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, it's, but, but the prevention and education is huge. Yeah. I wish we would see more of that in schools. That's what MVPA SEP's all about yeah. is prevention and education. Yeah. We went and got certified in Potvin Life Skills, Prime for America, like anything to educate the, uh, the adolescents. And, uh, and uh, not only them, but the parents. The parents, the oh, parents yeah. yeah. It's not cool you're not your your child's friend yeah. you're their yeah. parent exactly and until parents act like parents which means mm -hmm. you're going to make some decisions and that individual yeah. is going yeah. to hate you mm -hmm. you're going to save their life bit. only yeah. for a little bit when girls turn 21 they start liking their mothers and boys 25 uh, like yeah, it, it's just that yeah. that growing era but like I, I used to get so angry when oh yeah my kids they can drink at the house and i'm like but yeah. they're 16. That's illegal. So do you let your kid do 85 on the highway? Well, no, that's stupid. There's no, it's either legal or it's not. Right. So like if mm. you're opening that door of I'm going to allow it because it's in my house and it's, it's, I, it's at least okay. I know where they are. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. It, you have to be 21. Yeah. Bottom line, mm -hmm. is your kid 21? Yeah. Then no alcohol. And you know, Dr. Ruth Pote does a huge thing on the brain in regards mm -hmm. to someone who Stay, doesn't touch drugs or alcohol until the age of 21 to 25 after the brain is completely developed. Right. And then they start to drink. Like They have no malice if they do it that way. It's the individuals that start playing with it. They're interrupting brain development. And they, there's the, I think it's like 75% would go into addiction, you know, having the other, the biology, mm -hmm. the environment, and the choices that they make. And it's like, like, that's huge. Like, she's given numbers to say, yeah. if you don't, you're not, you're not going to become an addict. Yeah, because uh, some of the things that happen when that is allowed at, at, at the age that it shouldn't be yeah. is that sometimes they make choices which bring trauma. Yeah. And then trauma is just yeah. a, a, a trap. Absolutely. For, a, for an addiction to begin Absolutely. and run its course yeah. uh, to its maximum. And like Louis said, uh, you know, some... You know, some of us, by the grace of God, made it. Yeah. But many haven't. No. Many haven't. Now, it's the and I guess I've been so involved working with reentry, with men coming out yep. or going to prison, yep. and with the homeless and active addicts in the streets that I I probably haven't really focused on this. But is there anything um, going on with? So you you have prevention and education in schools. Is there anything going on with like programs that are that are educating parents? And a teaching families? So that's the whole thing that, you know, this question actually came up for me today in mm. regards to um, someone throwing it at me. And, and, and how do you do it? So what I always wanted to do working for the police department was if your child plays sports, you're, the parents have to spend four hours in a training. Mm. And the school won't accept it. Mm. You'll get it back. And I'm like, if you first start there... If they understand that your child breaks an ar arm and all of a sudden you give them Oxycontin, like you're at risk for making like, like my partner at work, um, she had an amazing family, no addiction, no nothing, and got addicted because of 
um, injury? Yeah, because of drugs that she was given as a teenager. Mm. You know, and that's so many kids' stories, so many athletes' stories, and but it's you're, you're, parents didn't know. But you're targeting um, the, the parents of ath athletes and stuff. Yeah. What, what about, like, all the rest of the students? So and I, and I the reason I ask is I, I just wonder if, if that's it, happening in, it's hard to get in, in our school. nation. It's hard to get schools to do it. Yeah. So some of the things that I would like, I would love to see yeah. is to... Get the school, get the parents involved for athletes. Or if your kids are going to do this, um, another area is the kids that are high risk at school that are already getting suspended, that are already tampering, to do a weekend program. Um, my sponsor used to have me work for her um, up at the jail at Southeastern, and these were kids that were arrested um, mm -hmm. for marijuana driving and everything, and they'd spend a week with me. I would call it Camp Cole. You know, come on. <laughs> they would check in on Saturday and they would leave me on Sunday. By Sunday, they're bawling their eyes out. They're That's hugging awesome. me and they want to call their parents That's to awesome. apologize mm. yes. because this curriculum just opened their mind and their brain to a different way of thinking of what right. could possibly happen. So the things I would like to see is, um, and I know it's, like you, that's kind of like being um, prejudiced. It's, it's just going to be athletes, but the it has parents, to start somewhere. It has to start yeah. somewhere. And like we that. have the functions, yeah. you know, for MVP ASAP for major events, yeah. and to get a parent to come, it, it's almost impossible. So then why would your kid come yeah. if you're not showing them yeah, that they yeah. need to I come? Know. And I, you know, and I think about like my my family or or the Latinos in general. Yeah. Like, how how would you even approach them? Because the Lati Latinos have this, I don't know, way of seeing things. Like, you know, I don't have a problem. My kids aren't using drugs. Why educate, yes. you know, ourselves? Why go in there? And yeah. so it's hard. And I and I say that because I've had organizations that have said to me, you know, how can we get the Latino community involved with this? Like, for example, like a learn to cope. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. actually yeah. one starting in the Springfield area for Spanish speaking. We yeah. don't have them around here. So you know what's really cool that you just brought that yeah. up is that MVP ASAP has been invited by the Lawrence TV really? to start doing a program awesome. for there. So um, I'll be meeting. We need that. We yes. Just, yeah. you we, know? we need and, to get uh, families involved, communities involved. And it's funny that you say that every overdose that I had to follow up with that had a Latino family, um, the it would be the mother. Like, my child doesn't have a problem. Yeah. I'm like, but ma'am. I deal with it all the time. He'll be well, okay. You know and sometimes they will say that. But it's because they don't want to confront their own problem because sometimes they have the problem as well. Yeah. But now, if I expose my child, I'm going to get exposed as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and a lot but of I times. But I felt as though it was a stigma, like yeah. like they feel like she failed, like yeah. no, yeah. Yeah. my child wouldn't do that to me. Or mothers just protect mm -hmm. because I, I deal oh, with yeah. that all the time. Like yeah. my yeah. so uh, when I worked for the uh, the community opioid outreach program, yeah. and we would do follow ups on overdoses, and it was a Latino home, a Hispanic. Yeah. We would it, the mother and the father. I know he doesn't have to. He just smokes marijuana here and there, and yeah. and no, he your son overdosed from heroin. Right. And um, to them, it was like you know, no, you know, we. Yeah. And so I would, you know, can I give you Narcan? Can I leave yes, Narcan in the home? Yes, and they would say no. No, no, we don't need yeah. it. And so I always thought, you know, it, it, it'd be awesome if we can educate families. Yeah. And so, you know, when they're, their kids are in school and so they, they pick up on some of these signs. Yeah. Um, it, there was someone going around um, some years ago that would have um, these presentations where they had, like, the, the, the remember, the, 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 the cans and the lighters? That yeah, the, the kids would, We the have the yeah, yeah. VPA sat So stuff like that, up. bringing that into, like, even churches. So yeah, this is my goal, right? Yeah, I love that. Because to set it up, but... Um, 
parents have to come through, mm. and the parents that find the most items are going to go in for a raffle to wow. win something. Like, I want... Yeah, yeah, like, you yeah. need an incentive. incentive exactly. You need an yeah, incentive. Yeah, yeah. Why would I go do that? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then, like, make it a game and, like, maybe do three different rooms because yeah. you know how they have those, like, murder restaurant things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's three different rooms. I want to see how many items that you would find in your yeah. kids because... I went to a training and I was blown away. I didn't know about the sweatshirt with the ties. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, huh. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. again, I just think it's so in, important to do that. And, you know, like, I honestly, you know, uh, there isn't a day that I don't think about, um, you know, the families that have lost someone to overdoses. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, the, hearing, you know, uh, reports or reading reports about people that have overdosed. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm like... I wonder if we had reached out to that family or if they had had Narcan in their house or if yeah. the family knew what a Section 35 was or if yeah. the family knew what these organizations, are, you know, the, these organizations that exist in the community, how to reach them and so on and so forth. So, yeah, yeah prevention and education is key. It's just so important. It starts it really with the kids. Is. But, you, you, you know, you, you mentioned the, the families, and that's a biggie. Yeah, that's yeah. a biggie. Absolutely. You know? So we cut him off in the middle of his show. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Actually, uh, I want to um, plug in uh, uh, one of our uh, Spanish uh, support groups that we have in Lawrence. It's yep. called Time for Change, Tiempo de Cambio. And, um, That's been uh, running for a while. If now. any yeah, of my been, friends yeah, are listening, can you put that in the feed? Time for Change. Time for Change. What day? Um, and we're every Thursday at 7 p.m. Every Thursday, 7 p.m. And, and we're going. We go through Zoom because of uh, nice COVID. Yeah. Uh, and uh, between Anna and Anna, I'm with Anna at the hub. So uh, I know Anna. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anna came to me in 1995 and said, Frank, yeah. we need to do something. We, yes. And she was very hungry for it. She's very and passionate. I, yeah. And I thank God for her hunger and passion. Uh, yeah. A year later. Uh, her, she, she and I put this together, and we are the co-founders of Amen. Time for Change, which Amen. is a Spanish support group for, not, and not only for people in addictions, also families who who are going through, uh, you know, who have someone in addiction. Amen. It, it, it's a mixed group there, which yeah. has worked very well for us. Yeah. Uh, the people, the the parents that go in there get yeah. educated yeah. by us who have gone through it, and we also so and and they get to uh, hear. You know, uh, the addict's heart, yep. you know, and, and, and where it was at when he was in addic- he or she were in addictions. Yeah. And we get to hear the parent's heart yep. and when, you know, after, as they suffered and, and when they have found themselves, you know, clueless and, and their hands tied and not able to do anything for their yeah. child. So, yeah, every Thursday uh, we're on Zoom. Um, Anna Javier, right? Anna Javier, that's yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't have her numbers in my, I don't know by heart because of uh, things, but I'll give you mine. Mine is 978-423-9463. And if you want, if you have somebody that is in need of support, uh, have them give me a call. Yep. And, uh, Fran Leahy, type in that phone number again, 978 978- Four two three. Four two three. Nine four six three. Nine four six three. I, I also want to thank Louis because uh, God used Louis many years ago mm-hmm. to open a door that I was looking to walk in mm-hmm. uh, to to begin you know working in the field. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when Louis was working uh, with AdCare at the time mm-hmm. and, and with the uh, Essex uh, County Sheriff's Department, mm-hmm. um, he was a very instrumental in, in getting me in there. And uh, and starting my journey and, and my career in, in the field of substance abuse and and prevention and recovery and addictions and uh, so 
So I'm, I'm very thankful to Louis for doing that Amen. for me way back then when, you know, we didn't know each other as as deep as we know each other today, and mm -hmm. he took a chance on me. And I also want to thank the Essex County Sheriff's Department because they mm -hmm. also opened doors for me once I, I was in there uh, doing things, and I actually they allowed me to do some one-on-one -on -one things with the guys at, at, at Essex County and and Middlesex County uh, Department uh, also when I uh, started to work with Lowell House. So I want to thank Lowell House and Bill Gar and Diana yes. Newell. You know they I gave me an opportunity. I love Diana Newell. She's I the one who too. gave me my tours of everything in Lowell and, <laughs> and, uh, and Victoria Nesto. Yes, and Victoria Nesto too. You know, I, I was able to uh, be a part of Zach's house for nice. the last three years. You know, from opening till uh, a few days ago, and, and it was it was an, an amazing journey. And uh, and I thank God that today, you know, I I'm I'm out there. I'm praying to see what God wants me to do next. Yep. Whether it, if He wants me to go full time ministry yep. or if He wants me to do something else mm -hmm. uh, or both. Who knows? Um, yeah. But uh, but I'm thankful to all of them who. Amen. Gave me the opportunity and gave me the chance to be able to uh, not only learn uh, and educate myself, but also to give back. Amen. And there's one person that I, Throw I have. Throw on your headset. <laughs> Throw on your headset. Okay. And we'll get back to that one person. Okay. Who do we have here? That's our buddy Daryl. Daryl Buchanan's Amen. in the house. Whoop, whoop. Hey, what's up, people? What's, what's up, up? people? What's up, Daryl? <laughs> Hi, Daryl. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Louie, what's going on, bro? What's up, my brother? <laughs> That man, I just um, just grateful, bro. Just grateful for just you know programs like this. Grateful for you guys. I remember Frank came up to uh, Tuxbury. He came up to the Lowell House, and I met him at the Lowell House, and we yes. had to bring some refrigerators to the uh, to Zach's house where he was at. I don't know if he remembers me, but I remember that. Yeah, it was like two years ago. Yep. And we had a good conversation there. Yes, I just did. wanted to call in. Just yeah, just let you know that you know um. I'm very appreciative of all you, Cole. Just, just everybody that's in this circle, man. And, Thank um, you, man. And Louis, you know I love you, bro. You know I'm the yay man. You that dude. Man. I, 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 I love you too, Daryl. And and I just <laughs> want to share something. And I and I I text you. I think it was yesterday or the day before, and I told you about this. This is how amazing God is, and how mm -hmm. amazing um, being connected and networking. You know how how great it is. Um, two individuals that I that I've been working with. Um, uh, that I one that I worked with for years and he was in the jail and I was working with him then and we're working with him now actually part of the team I'm involved with actually was in court with him today he says to me a couple nights ago he says uh, hey man thank God that um, at this place that I'm staying man Daryl is there Amen. and he goes and man just seeing Daryl dude I know who Daryl was and just seeing who like who Daryl is today and and the and, and the heart and what yeah. comes out of his mouth and that's uh, proof uh, that God yeah. exists. And yeah. so Amen. both both uh, the individuals, you know, and I won't mention names, mentioned Daryl and like thanking Daryl. Well, thank God that Daryl's there. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, Daryl, I'm 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 just so grateful for you. You know, these last couple of weeks or a couple of months, Daryl has been giving me a bunch of donations Amen. that I've been giving out. Um, I've had, uh, you know, one of the people that I work with said to me, man, you're always giving these Dunkin' Donut cards to people. Where do you get all these cards? <laughs> so I get, I, I, I get yeah, people that donate. Now. Yeah, nice, I get yes. people that donate them to me and I just, and I have a bunch of my wallet all the time. Yeah. And so today I'm handing Dunkin' Donuts cards because Daryl was able to. Uh, nice. And, and, and clothing, jackets, like yeah. brand new gear. Like Daryl, there's a bag in my car I've had for a month yeah, and Louie's taking it tonight yeah, thanks yeah. to Robin. <laughs> so I, 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 you know, I appreciate you guys. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Daryl, for, for for what you do and and, and giving back, man. Yeah. Uh, you're a blessing to the community. You're a blessing to me. I love you, brother. And uh, I love you keep, too. Keep fighting, hey, you man. Guys, hey, Lou, you taught me well, man. And and you know I can't take no credit. This is like God's like God's grace and mercy. Amen. I'm trying to. That's right. If it was yeah, if it wasn't for that, man. And one thing I can say, man, is like I'm getting like a closer walk with God, and it's like the. It's just beautiful, bro. It, Amen. It, that, that's what works for me, man. That's right. And that's what, that's that's what, what gave me the heart I got. That's it what is, man. I love working with you guys. I don't want to take up too much time. Cole, yeah. I got to see you again. Yes, Frank, yeah. Frank, Frank, keep up the good work. And Thanks Louie, man, calling, man, I'm going to see you soon. I love you, bro. You. Thank Thanks you, for calling. We love you. Hey, the, All right, buddy. Thank Bye. you, Daryl. There's a story I wanted to mention about uh, uh, Frank, right? When yeah. um when I wanted to uh, get uh, Frank over to work at the Community Correction Center where I was working. Yep. Um, I believe I was the assistant director. Yeah, you were. The, I was the assistant director of that place. And, um, and, and I had heard that Frank, we were looking for somebody, and I had heard that Frank was, uh, was looking for work. And I remember approaching Frank and saying, you know, Frank, man, there's a position. You can get in there. You can do this and that. And me saying to because he's a, such a spiritual person and, and, you know, a man of God, I said, um, remember I said during the interview, I said, just, you know, Talk to be careful. Uh, you know when you mention yeah. God too much. <laughs> I I, I say yeah, you might you might scare them, but you just got so much to offer, and yeah. you know and and you know just use your <laughs> wisdom. Can't can't help to say the, the name yeah. Of God, no. you but know? but Frank went in there, and you know till this day I've always nobody's ever been you know like turned off or nothing. Yeah. I mean and and I I do it too. It just we you know talk about God Amen. wisely. Yeah. And, you know to to to, to reach people um you know to some, populate heaven not yeah, hell. yeah yeah you know yeah. some some get totally. get very connected with you know the the fellowships and and um and some just connect with with god and, and yeah. churches and you know the faith-based community and uh Amen. that's something you know that that you know frank has and that we have having those those tools you know knowing the programs yeah the secular you know programs and then also having that faith-based stuff exactly and, you know? Yeah, to fall back up on. Yeah, definitely. And I was gonna say, uh, I, I, his name escapes me. He was a, he was a, a, a psychologist at the psychological center back in Joe 1990, 1996. Oh, I was there in the 80s. You got another okay. phone call? Oh. You got another phone call? Okay. I'm only alive because of Joe Cotton. I remember and Joe Cotton. Very good man. And Marsha Whitcomb. I, yeah. I, I wonder. Yeah, I remember that. Those are why yeah. I'm alive. Yeah. Hello. Who Go do ahead, we have Michelle. Here? It's Michelle. Say hi, Michelle. Hi, Cole. Hi, Frank. Hi, Louie. Hi, Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, I'm well, thank you. So glad to see your um, your guest tonight. Um, just kind of nostalgic for me. I was just driving home from work. Of course, I just had to pull over to call. But um, I just wanted to talk about the epiphany. Cause I, like, thank you for bringing that up because it, remind, it reminded me back in my early days when I was still using and. Um, it was like 2007, eight, summer of 2008, and I went to church, and because I was like, God, what is your will for me? You know, mm. you just show me what to do. So like, I didn't know where to turn other than go to church because that's where God is. You know, but now I know a little bit different today. Mm. God's everywhere. But so all I, <laughs> so I figured I would go to church during confession where no one would see me, right? And like, how many people are in confession on a Saturday afternoon? Right? <laughs> like, I, I was like a full of thumb, right? So, and all I heard, I would sit there. I didn't go to confession. I'd just sit there and, and pray and ask God for insight. And all I heard was, "Give that anything a chance. Go, give that anything a shot." And I'm like, 
what the heck was that? I'm like, I'm out of here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was scared, like, shitless. Yeah. Exactly. So, but I did that four times for a month, right? Yeah. I, all I heard, I was delivered the message, all I heard was give that anything a chance. Mm-hmm. So by the last time, I said, you know what? Okay, I'm going I'm to do it. <laughs> Taking oh, rocks. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, and like, that was the beginning of the end. And um, I ended up getting clean in November of the week. But, um, oh, you know, and, and, and I... The week before I got clean, I heard this guy celebrate, uh, and he told my story. And I heard people saying, oh, you're going to hear someone that will tell you story. Like, Jesus, he can get clean, so can I, you know? Amen. But, um, and I also wanted to comment on how Frank mentioned about his mother. And I've never, um, about, I can't exactly paraphrase what he said because I was driving, but how he said, like, he wasn't clean during when his mother was alive, but mm-hmm. he's going to, like, Serve her name yeah, by I wasn't day. able to honor her in living, but I will honor her in her death. Oh, uh, that's so beautiful. It touched my you. soul because my dad died when I was nine and a half, and he died from cirrhosis of the liver. And, um, you know, I can honor his name today Amen. by just, you know, Amen. staying clean because he wasn't able to get this. And then I got reconnected with my family on that side because mm-hmm. he was adopted, so he kind of afraid and I don't want to take up too much time but um you know I found out just maybe three months ago that like he actually did get full but before we died but it was mm-hmm. too late and this, I think tears just crawled, crawled, went down my face and when he when Frank said that to me today I said well I know he was speaking to me of course it's all about me right <laughs> <laughs> it just really touched my soul and then I could think like I had a clear view of like what I, I mean I have an idea of what I need to do but um, you know, I just I just wanted to speak on that because that was a really powerful statement. So, thank you. Thank you. And I'll see you Praise next God. month because Michelle and Marshall are my speakers for nice. next Woo. show. Really Woo-hoo. Thank you, Michelle. Thank Better you get ready, you. girl. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to for the day off. All right. Thanks for calling in. Okay, I want to give a shout. Good night. Good night. I want to give you. a shout out to Vilma. We call her Lizzie. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, she's she's such a wonderful woman of God, and Amen. and she has uh, done so much in the last couple of years in her recovery. And and I th- I want to thank her for giving me the opportunity to speak into her life. Yeah. And uh, you know she's always thanking me for for what I've done for her. And and but. You know, we all know that is God through us. You know, yep. we take no glory. We take no. That's right. Uh, we don't take anything because it all belongs to Him. But uh, I am so uh, proud of her, and mm. I'm so blessed to Amen. see her journey just blossom. You know, just Isn't that like, the best like, just like when you see a, 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 a flower blossom. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I see when I see Vilma. Amen. You know, so Amen. It, it's beautiful. But I Vilma, if you're say, listening, okay, go, go ahead. ahead. No, Vilma, if you're listening, keep going, girl. <laughs> That's right. You yep. do that. She she was actually here in this building uh, last week being oh, yes, interviewed was, yeah. on the Spanish uh, Christian radio station downstairs. And yeah, she's a ama- Vilma. Dios te bendiga. God bless you. She she yeah, she's come a long way too. Amen. Amazing yes. testimony. Amen. But you know, at one point uh, when I was uh, at the uh, at the mission zone for men, yep. um, you know, I, I I would God brought me there to you know transform my life, and. Uh, about two, almost two and a half years into that, um, the the individual that w- that actually was the founder of the program took a sabbatical and left. And uh, 
Pastor uh, Nelson Gonzalez mm -hmm. was the overseer, mm -hmm. and man. he came and told very good man. Yeah. Uh, he came and and told myself and and my uh, fellow staff member because you know I I had it was a twelve month program. Uh, about three months into the program, I had some open warrants, so I I talked to the director and I said, listen, I need to go to court and, and, and turn myself in because I have some open warrants, which he knew. He was just waiting for me to be ready. Uh, and to make that long story short, uh, I went through the process. Uh, a shout out to, uh, to oh my God, I can't, re I can't remember my probation officer's my ex-probation officer's name, Jack Dennehy. A shout nice. out to him or his family. I don't know if he's still alive or not, uh, because nice. he, he had been my probation officer for about 10 years yep. at the time. And uh, when I turned myself in and went through the process, um, I, I, I was in front of the judge to get ready to get sentenced. Uh, and uh, the DA did a great job of making me look very bad, yeah. mm. but it was true. Yeah. You know, I, I was no saint. Mm. Uh, he, 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 she did a great job of, of making me look like I was supposed to at the time. But by then, the transformation had happened, Amen. and she was not aware of that. But my probation officer had noticed that. Yeah. So you know, mm. this time I, 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 I kind of the Lord kind of had already prepared me. You know, and I said, this time I'm really gonna do some real time. Amen. And uh, but uh, before uh, before the judge sentenced me, uh, Mr. Denny, he got up and uh, spoke to the judge and, and told the judge, listen, judge, I don't know what you're going to do with this man. But this is the first time in 10 years that I've had him in probation for 10 years. And this is the first time that he has made any attempt to make any changes in his life. Mm. This would be this would not be the right time right. to throw this man in jail. Yeah. And you know, the judge listened to him. Jack went up to bat for me, good friend of Frank Audie's Frank yeah, yeah. Audie, yeah. hello. Yeah. Uh love you guy. And um and the judge looked at me and says, You know what? I was gonna do something else, but I'm gonna do this. I'm going to reinstate the probation you didn't complete, yep. and I want you, I'm going to give you the 12 months of probation and go do them at the program. So I had kind of figured, well, it's a 12-month program. This was six months into the program, 12 more months, 18 months for me. Yep. All right, I'm, I'll be done with the program. Little did I know that God had other plans. So, <laughs> so he's, he's raising me up in the program. Yep. And uh, the, as I said, the founder and director of the program goes on a sabbatical. Pastor Nelson Gonzalez comes and tells us, hey, um, he, the, the man is uh, off on a sabbatical. Uh, you two guys uh, uh, here run it. Um, you know, you know what you're doing. Uh, yeah. So if you need me, call me. Then he comes back about two weeks later and says, listen, I'm too busy for you to call me. So you know what? Wow. Between you two, choose who's going to lead and choose who's going to assist, and that'll be that. So my buddy, uh, Arnaldo, um, he looks at me, you know, after the pastor leaves, he looks at me and says, I'm not going to lead. <laughs> so... Thank you for making the choice for Amen. me, right? But praise be to God, you yeah. know. Uh, you became the director. I, I became the director, director of, of the, the program, program yeah. yeah. And then for the next nine years, uh, my wife and I uh, led the program and led many men to Christ or Amen. recovery. Amen. And, and I say, or that's recovery. How I, that's how I used to hear about him. Okay. And the beautiful thing is, I was, uh, as I say, I don't remember if that was the, the, the gentleman, but I, I remember he was actually, I think, the director of... Uh, of uh, 
the psycho psychological Joe center. Clinton was maybe the it was him. I, I don't remember the name, but let me tell you that at, by this time I have been hearing about AA and NA and and this uh, other recovery uh, pathway, yep. and I like and I like I I only know the faith-based pathway yep. at the time, and I said I need to learn wh what's this all about. So I, I I was in conversations with him about this, and he opened the door mm -hmm. to New England Schools of Addictions for me. Amen. He actually uh, had the psychological center. Um, what do they call scholarship. it? Scholarship. scholarship. Yeah. Give me a scholarship. Amen. And I went to my first New England School of Addictions. I love that. Uh, oh my God, I, I I fell in love with it too. too. You know, because I, I I wanted to know about twelve me. steps, and yeah. I wanted to know about these things. And you know, and and so I, I, one of the courses that I took was you know uh, uh, edu education on twelve steps. And as the uh, as the facilitator is talking about the twelve steps, I'm like, but the Bible talks about that. Mm -hmm. And the Bible the talks about that. And, uh, oh my God! Yeah. And I and and I said, that's what God just walked me through. Yeah. So I said, I need to learn this. So you know, for the next few years, I was definitely like a gun ho New England School of Addictions attendant, mm -hmm. and uh, and and I learned these different pathways. And I'm so thankful to yeah. God and to people like like Him, yeah. and other people in, in my journey, you know, uh, that have uh, been there, have opened doors, uh, and have uh, educated me and taught me mm -hmm. well. Uh, and has poured out into my life, uh, and and there's so many names. Uh, uh, mm. uh, it it, it, it take another night or two to probably sure. mention them. But uh, you know it's gonna. Uh, be now, I'm cool. not trying to invite myself no, back. No, but I think I'm gonna be having you guys being invited to the Lawrence <laughs> show. That's for sure. That'll because be great. this is be awesome. great. It yeah, really awesome. is. But but it was because of them that I'm here today. And, and you know what? The beautiful thing that I learned way back then is that I wasn't being taught anything new. I was taught what somebody else was taught. Yep. And today, I teach what Amen. somebody else taught me. Mm. Yeah. Because it works. Yeah. Why reinvent the wheel? Yes. You know, it, it really works if yeah. we, if, uh, as, as, the, as the sayings goes in the hallways, you know, of yep. ANNA, if you work, it works if you work it. Works. Amen. Exactly. Amen. And, and you got to work it. You got to work it. Well, I appreciate you being on the show tonight. And there's three things I like to end it on is one, if someone's struggling, what are your words of advice? Two, tell us a little bit about when your service is at church. Okay. And then three, say a little prayer for us before we close. Okay. You're in Eng uh, English, and you'll repeat him in Spanish, please. Okay. All right. Well, uh, if someone is struggling yep. with addictions, my advice and counsel to them is to find someone that is willing to help. Amen. Mm -hmm. And okay. there's three of us sitting and right there's here. Three of right. us sitting right here. And, and we're there's many three more. Of many. Yeah. And there's many more. And many yes. in the community yeah. ready to help. Yes. Uh, yep. um, I also want to give a shout out to the city of Lawrence. They they have supported Amen. me as well in, in a very special way. Yep. Uh, and and, and Joe in the Welch community. was my uncle. He was an officer in Lawrence. He oh. arrested him a lot. Okay. <laughs> I had an I had an Italian guy arrested me a lot. <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, yeah, definitely. You know. The phone might weigh a thousand pounds. Yeah. Getting up from that chair or that bed, you know, might be the hardest thing in your life to do. But you have to get up and you have to ask someone Amen. for help. Right. It took me 20 years to build up the courage to ask someone for help. Amen. And it had to be my younger brother mm. yeah. out of all people. Yeah. You know, but I know that that day that I asked him for help, Doors opened up, and here I am today. Amen. 
you know. Where's um, your church service? Our, our church is located at 358 Washington Street. We have Pastor Malino, the senior pastor. What town? Uh, Haverhill, mm -hmm. in Haverhill, I'm sorry. 358 Washington Street, Haverhill. Yep. Um, and uh, Pastor Lori Jane Sim Simmers is um, the other lead pastor. And uh, Pastor Annie, my wife, and myself are the assistant pastors. Amen. And our services are on Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. We love God and we love people. Amen. And uh, as, as our main theme uh, or expression, I'm going to say, our, our expression of love is we just try to love people well. Amen. You Meet know? them where they're loving, at. Loving you to life. Amen. Now, loving the, you to is life. Is the church open or are you doing it via, through Zoom or what's... No, the church is open okay. and and, uh, and now uh, I believe Governor Baker, you know... Ex 25%. Yeah, extended the percentage. Yep. And but I, but I also do Facebook live amen so i also do facebook live the, the frank service? campos yeah, yeah. Okay. you know look me up on facebook um and uh, on sundays at 11 30 and, and and it's gonna be on live yes mm -hmm. my wife my wife is the worship leader she nice. has a, an anointed voice nice. to worship god she's a worshiper she's, she's a worshiper i gotta give her props and i and i want to give her a little more props because she's been such a great and wonderful woman supporting me and in uh in my ways of being, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and helping me to learn new Amen. things as well. So I thank God for her. She's she's definitely a sent from God Amen. Uh, woman, okay. you know. And um, but yes, um, eleven thirty. Yes. Sunday mornings at three fifty eight Washington Street, Haverhill, Mass. Amen. And take us out in prayer. And Louis, you I'll, too. I'll heaven. try to translate. Yes, please. <laughs> right. And thank you. Okay. Right. Thank you all for this opportunity. Thank you, Chloe. Thank, Thank you, you, Louis, for this opportunity. I am so blessed and humble. Thank you. Let us pray. Yes. Father God, Lord of heaven and earth. Señor uh, Padre nuestro, uh, Dios de los, de los cielos y la tierra. I want to thank you. Te queremos dar gracias. Because if it wasn't for you. Porque si no fuera por ti. If it wasn't for Jesus. Si no fuera por Jesús. I would not be here. Yo no estuviera aquí. And many of us would not be here. De no aquí. I want to thank you Te dar for this program, Por este program and its leaders. Y los I want to thank you for people like Phil Leahy, Te dar por como Phil Leahy. Um, um, Louise Griffin, Louise yes. Griffin. Um, Mr. Guys, I forgot his first name, mm. uh, and programs like uh, Lowell House, yes. programa como Lowell House. Ad Care, Ad Care. Mm. And, and, and many others. Y muchos más. I want to thank you for the communities that uh, that have opened up. Te queremos dar gracias por las comunidades que se han abierto. To help people in addiction. Ayudar a los adictos, a las personas en adicción. Because an addict. Porque un adicto. Is someone's mother. Es una un, una una madre. Or it's a father. Or it's un padre. Or it's a son. Or it's un hijo. Or it's a daughter. Or it's una hija. Or it's an uncle. Or it's un tío. Or it's an aunt. Or it's una tía. Or it's a nephew or a niece. Or un, un sobrino, una sobrina. In other words, it is a human being. En otras palabras, es un ser humano. And we all need 
help. Y todos necesitan ayuda. We need help from God. Necesitamos yes. ayuda de Dios. And we need help from our community. Y necesitamos ayuda de la comunidad. And we need help from you. Y necesitamos ayuda de ti. So I bless you all. Y los bendecimos a todos. I bless the community. Bendecimos la comunidad. Mer all, all the communities in Merrimack Valley. Todas las comunidades de, del Valle del Merrimack. I am thankful, God. Y, y damos gracias. Because you have allowed me. Porque tú has permitido, no has permitido. To be able to work and function. Eh, de trabajar y funcionar. In the Merrimack Valley area. En el área del Merrimack. Helping others. Ayudando a otros. Find recovery. Encontrar recuperación. Find God. Encontrar a Dios. Find joy. Encontrar este regocijo. Find peace. Encontrar paz. And Father. Y Padre. I thank you for your provision. Te damos gracias por tu provisión. I thank you for the sponsors. Por, por los padrinos. Because sponsors are those who hold up. Porque los padrinos son aquellos que ayudan. To place, uh, places and projects like this one. Y que auspician y ayudan estos programas. And, and I thank you for them. Y te damos gracias por ello. Continue to provide to them. Siga proveyendo a ellos. So they can provide to us. Para que ellos no puedan proveer a nosotros. Continue giving us health. Y sigue dándonos salud. And Father, in this time of this pandemic. Y en este momento de esta pandemia. Keep us safe. Uh, mantennos seguro. Help us. Ayúdanos. To help others. Ayudar a otro. Because that is our heart. Porque eso es nuestro corazón. Actually, that's the heart. Es el corazón that you have given que us. tú nos has dado a nosotros. And we're so grateful y estamos muy agradecidos and thankful y, y, y agradecidos that today, de que tú, today, que hoy, we can give back. No puede dar, podemos dar para atrás. And I pray this y oramos por esto in the name of Jesus. en el nombre de Jesús. Amen. 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 Thank you thank again. You. I love you, you guys. Thank you, thank thank you, guys. you Lou, for making the show Frank. happen. And if you're listening tonight, hopefully you got something out of it. You're not alone. Reach out, and we'll see you in two weeks. Good awesome. night, and God bless. Thank God you. bless you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.